Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Clones Podcast. All right, let's be honest. It's been a while since I've talked. We need to talk about a lot of things, uh, more about why I haven't been on the podcast. And this is because I have been going through my own my own stuff. And I'll be honest, it's very hard for me to be vulnerable. It's very hard for me to like open up. I feel like a lot of times parents are calling me. I'm dealing with my school. Not dealing with that. I love my school. Don't get me wrong. So I'm doing my school. I'm doing, I'm doing five things at once at all times. And like... I'm the one in control. And then Lola! And I have a dog that doesn't like to listen to me. But the last couple months has been, you know, really me thinking about how to be vulnerable. (laughs) It's funny. Like, you can think about, like, oh, I can be vulnerable. I'm going to figure it out. I come up with a plan and do everything else. But again, that's about control. So that's really not being vulnerable. That's about, like, okay, I'm controlling my vulnerability and doing it. But something happened recently. I came back from Hawaii, and I met this kid. And I met this kid on this flight and he was sitting next to me. I can't find my headphones. And I was like, well, you might be stuck talking to me. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I'll totally talk to you. Which, hello. What a nice guy. <laughs> like, what a nice kid. He is not to talk to me. Like, I'm this grown adult. Like, no one needs to talk to me. But I also know I'm, I'm not the worst person to talk to for a child because I'm actually fun in that piece. Not the best for adults because I'm not one to, like, open up very, very much with adults. So this kid is on my plane and he asked me a question and I swear I was like, what? I'm all, who does he know in my head? Because <laughs> the question he asked me was the one thing that my kids at my school know that I cheated on in school. <laughs> like I am so upfront and I am with, with my kids. When it comes to a child, I'm going to be so vulnerable. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be with them. I want to help them. I want to do this. And this is where we've gotten so lucky with our school. You know, we've had a really, you know, rocky year in the last year. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be upfront. I haven't talked about this at all. Down to, you know, taking notes of like what's happening every day for my land. I, I mean, it's just to the point of like, it's ridiculous. We got robbed. My teacher had her car stolen. It was just like one thing after another. And like, we weren't in the worst location. We're in a very touristy spot. But at that time, like when you have a small school and you get robbed, like you know, things cost money. <laughs> Let's just say that. And I got to tell you, that was a lot. And at the same time, we're in the part of the accreditation process. So the WASA accreditation, which is like a really big deal. So like this cannot not happen. So I'm at a point of like doing the WAS. My school's getting robbed. I have kids. Like I had one kid 5150 from anxiety, from, you know, everything that's happening. And they stole his computer. I mean, it was just one of those things where I'm like, seriously, this is not happening. But yes, everything is happening. And then on, on like a Monday, I walk in and and... and there was like a bullet hole in the window and like obviously there was a gunshot from prior but it wasn't from the window I was like this is we're out like I'm, I'm we're done it was just it was one thing after like the amount of stress to be able to do this and so and during that time I get an email saying you know we had our we we just had our walkthrough with the wasp and they went really well like I had my staff my board I have everyone there was doing great you know it's amazing things are going great and then I get this email saying like hey um, we want you to sit on a committee for another school in LA. And I'm going, what? Like, I'm not even part of like the WASP process. Like I'm not even, I'm part of the WASP process, but I wasn't approved. Like that's another, that's another thing, right? That's another level. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. But everyone, if like, you go to my podcast, I have dyslexia. Like, 
don't read any, like, reading is, like, really difficult for me. That's why I'm really good at, I'm, like, I'm verbally great, texting, I'm okay. But, you know, it comes into this whole thing, and I was like, well, of course I'm going to say yes because I want to be part of this program. But guess to be part of this program, you have to have it prior. Yeah, so obviously we're going to do it, which I didn't know at the time. And then I met Dr. Sandra Rodriguez, who, let me tell you, by the way, she is an assistant um, superintendent in San Bernardino County, and at this point, I was already going to write a po- do a podcast on like how women don't support women. She blew it out of the water for me. She changed everything for me. She's so first off, we have a meeting on Sunday. I thought it was just a meeting. No, it was a meeting with the other school. I thought it was just a meeting for us because obviously, my dyslexia, my processing is a little off, and everything else. So. I had to, like, I just kind of, like, pretended, like, I know what I was doing, because that's what I'm good at. I'm, like, I'm good at, really good at faking it. Like, you could put me in a meeting, and I'll figure, like, how to read body languages, and I'll kind of figure out something, but like, we'll just kind of, like, just fake it. <laughs> and this is where this kid on the plane comes in, because he really just kind of made me realize a couple things. And so, but with Sandra, but with, but with her and Athena, who was there in another school, like, you know, these two women have, like, 40 years of experience and then there's me and you got to understand I'm talking they're doing the introductions to these schools I'm assistant superintendent I'm a person and then the other person was like I have 26 years and then there's like uh in my head me like what do I have to offer and that's what I'm literally thinking and you know it to me it's like I've built this school from scratch I've done what I can and I'm still don't even believe in myself and the fact that, like, I, I, I can't even see that, you know, I am growing. These kids are doing well. I am killing it. But it's because of, like, my own childhood of my, of, like, what I grew up with. Like, some kids, when you look at them, you know, you see, you know, other kids that might have disabilities, you can see it. Now, there's some kids that you can't see, but there's just some processing. That would be me. And so I always feel like I have to overcompensate, and I always have to be this other person, and I always have to do this. But you know what? Sandra, like, didn't let me do that. She's like, no, we're, we're, you know what? We are sisters. What do you need? And they would spend a good 20 minutes. And I'm like, I couldn't, like, it came to the point where, like, when I did a conversation, like, I had a call with them at 10 o'clock at night because I couldn't figure out the mission statement. Okay, now, there's a mission statement in every single thing. And I'm just going to be completely honest. But because it was, the school's been around for so many years, I mean, you're talking about, like, 500 pages. But it was, like, one, like, if you're looking at A1, A2, A3. But I couldn't figure out that those were the numbers connecting with there because of my dyslexia. Like, it was just not coordinating. And I remember calling one of them, Athena, and she's, I'm like, I don't understand this. And she had to sit down and explain it to me. And so, to me, it was, like, such, like, wow, okay, like, these women are actually taking the time. And they, and then the way that they introduced me and then the way they talked about me and the way they did it, they include me as them. And I was literally going, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. And there was a moment when, like, Sandra was like, well, you know, you're, when the school came to your thing and you're part of the committee, and I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, I'm going to find out in November. And she, her mouth dropped. I remember seeing it. She's like, wait, you're not part of the WASP yet? And they put you on here? Obviously, when I heard that, like, somebody sees something that I don't see. And let's fast forward to, you know, last weekend when I'm sitting down and this kid, I, I'm like, I swear, I don't even know how this kid even knew to ask this question. I'm like, really? Are you asking? He's like, remember in PE when you do, like, do you know your score? And I looked at this kid going, and I remember thinking, somebody set him up. Like, one of my kids has to know him, <laughs> like, because that's the joke of my school. 
I cheated in PE. Now, I've cheated in a lot of areas in school, don't get me wrong, but like, that's the one thing like I'm comfortable to say I did so I can teach not to do it because how it hurt me later because I, well, no matter what, I'm still not going to run a mile. I don't, I just don't see that happening. But this kid, and I remember thinking when I said that to him, this kid doesn't know me from Adam. I'm like, he doesn't know shit. He doesn't know anything about me. And I just taught him <laughs> that it's okay to cheat. And, and I, rem and I was just like, this, this is not, this isn't who I am. So, you know, we ended up talking more and getting into more because, like, I just couldn't let a child walk away from our meeting thinking that, like, oh, here's a girl that has a school and that, and she cheated in her PE class to not get the score because, you know, she was hiding behind benches, which I've always behind. You're going to find me behind a bench no matter what. Like, if it comes to, like, academic, like athleticism, not going to do it. Competition is, like... I don't see the point, like, we should all win, but, you know, my, my best friend and I disagree on this piece, but she has every right, and she's probably right. It's only because I just don't have that innate, like, competition piece in me. Now, I compete with my own self to be a better person. I compete with myself to make the choices, but this kid listened, and when I said it out loud, it really bothered me. It bothered me to the point where I'm like, okay, you know what, like, and then I started explaining him about, like, my dyslexia and everything else and like and I love the fact how honest he was he's like well my sister probably you need probably more more time than my sister does on her testing which is great he was honest you know he's trying to figure out what what is dyslexia what does that mean what is that going on and honestly I was a little surprised like he's nine years old I would figure that by that time like schools are already talking about this and in school should be talking about this you know so many people process things differently we take things in differently and for me you know, it was important for him to understand that, like, you know, my body awareness and where I am in space, and we've talked about that with his siblings and everything else, is hard. And so that came out in other areas. But I wanted to teach that versus teaching, well, yeah, like, I cheated. <laughs> you saw me find benches. You know, so I don't know. This is why this podcast is because, like, I don't... There are times to be vulnerable and I'm, and I'm realizing that I need to be vulnerable a little bit more versus like being the one that's in charge all the time, being the one that has to run everything, being the one that's taking a call when a kid's in a crisis situation or, or a parent's just really struggling or even a friend's having a hard time, you know, and I remember one time years ago, one of my kids says, you never cry. And I go, what? Like I cry all the time, but you know, to me, I want to be the strong one in my school with my kids and I'm realizing that that's not it and I've tried to let go a little bit. My kids have now seen me cry. My kids have seen me, you know, when it's really hard to understand that and being the school year at being with the hardest as we've moved and what we're doing and rebuilding and everything else. Like I've had to reinvent things and we need to do things differently, but I will tell you this, my morals, my values, my children, will always come first and they're the one teaching me and I have to tell you that I've been talking about doing this this podcast from from for Sandra for months this is this kid got me to do this and it was only because that one question he asked where I was like wow I cannot let him think that that was okay he needed to understand more and sometimes we act and we do things and there's more behind it, but understanding why we're doing things is really important. I had a meeting today with one of my clients that I've had for the last, I don't my first client ever when I came to the Bay Area, which is like 14 years ago. The kid's now 33. 
And one of the conversations was that he's like telling me, excuse my language, but he's like saying F off, F you, he's doing all these things to do it. And they're like, well, your book is for younger kids. You know, the interventions are still for adults, right? So when you have, when you get so angry at somebody all the time, you want to retaliate. There's no point in that. The question is, a lot of times people are struggling and they do things and it's not personal. When you take it personal, that's when it becomes a bigger conflict and the thing starts to escalate and it becomes more of what than it is, if that makes any sense. With a parent and child I'm talking about. So a child tells you, oh, you're an asshole. And it's like, well, can we do that differently? And it's almost like instead of punishing for the entire day, it's like, well, did they do it differently? Did they say, okay, I was mad and everything else? Forgiveness is a big piece of my work. And growing and being a better person is a huge deal. And as we're working with families and children and everything else, they're going to tell you to F off. They're going to tell you all these things. And they're going to be that person. But the thing is, can you let that go once they do show you a different way? It doesn't mean it's a sorry. It doesn't mean anything else. But they show you a different way. Because that showing you a different way is the sorry. And, you know, I just have to say that... For the first time, I feel like I belong where I'm at. Um, I had another email for a committee, uh, being on the WAS committee down in L.A. in May, which is a huge high school and a big name. And I and I said, of course, Cassandra's going to be able to do it. She's like, I requested you. And, you know, between that request and that little boy's question, here we are. And, yes, that's all I have to say. Welcome to Parenting Vanessa Glenn's podcast. I hope this taught you something. And if not, if you had good listen that's great but my next podcast is going to be how to connect with your child through play and I'm sure people are thinking oh but I could do that no problem it's one of the hardest things that I teach and it's really being able to put yourself aside and really connecting with a child so that's the next one have a wonderful night